As part of our episode on our sensory system, we have some really cool activities coming up that you might want to try out in your local green space or even in your garden or on your commute to work. In the senses episode, we talked a lot about fractals. These are the repeated geometric patterns which we find in nature. Classic examples of fractals include the veins on a leaf, the fronds of a fern, the branches on a tree, tree bark or ripples on water. It's even in raindrops or snowflakes. So go out into nature and see if you can hunt down some of these patterns. If you have a magnifying glass or even if you look down the wrong end of your binoculars, you can start to see the more subtle patterns in nature. Another way to reveal these patterns is to try something you probably haven't done since childhood and that's to take rubbings of tree bark and leaves. How you do this is simple. Take a crayon but remove its paper wrapping first. Hold your paper against the tree or fallen leaf and holding the crayon sideways rub over the paper until the underlying pattern is revealed. Kirsten recently tried this with young children and they really enjoyed creating collages of different textures, sometimes overlapping them in different colours. So have a go yourself. In the Senses episode, I spoke with Rachel from Street Wisdom. Street Wisdom is a global movement that provides lots of different ways to engage with our senses outside. So Street Wisdom is a global non-profit. We're in 80-something countries around the world. It's an everyday creative practice that you use as you walk. So it's not something you have to take time out for. It's something you just fit in to your everyday. And it's just about finding inspiration in your everyday surroundings. You know, you don't have to go off on a retreat. You don't need to do that because it's right there on your doorstep. And the idea is that the beauty and the inspiration is all around us if we just pay attention to it. And yes, we love the term movement because it is a movement and it's it's fighting for, you know, finding better ways to do things and thinking about things in different ways and just going off, like we, like we were just saying, going off the King's Road and going down the side road. But because we're always rushing around, you know, we've got to get to this meeting or that place. We don't often tend to do that. And I remember on one of the early Uh, we call them workshops, walking workshops. One of the early workshops, someone was like, I've never just been for a walk. You know, I've never just, I've never just gone for a walk. I'm always walking somewhere. You know, there's always a destination in mind. And it's pretty liberating just to go for a walk and see what happens. It's so simple, but it's, we don't often tend to do it. And when we do, the results are pretty like eye-opening. Here's a snippet from the Street Wisdom Tune Up guided audio series. Hi, this is Rachel from Street Wisdom and welcome to this guided experience where you're learning our everyday walking practice step by step. We call this step Let's Get Curious. It's the first of three tune-ups that help you tune into the world around you and get the creative conversation with your surroundings really flowing. The ideal place to be learning our walking practice is outside in the street. But if that's not possible, we've found it also works well in your home. So, 
If you're ready, here's Street Wisdom's founder, David Pearl. Your brain likes to think it knows the right way for you to live your life. But in a world as complex as ours, you actually want the whole of your body working for you, guiding your path, sensing directions, helping you feel your way to what you want. I want you to consider that we all have an ancient human navigation system built into us, but we don't always listen to it. This step of the practice is designed to switch it on and allow it to guide us more. So when we put our questions out there in the world, which we will a little later, the whole of us, not just our intellect, is able to sense the answers. Okay, ready to practice? I'd like you to go for a wander for the next five minutes. And as you wander, I'd like you to be drawn to what attracts you and notice what doesn't. Be drawn to what attracts you and notice what doesn't. I mean be physically drawn, like young children walk towards whatever interests them. It could be an object, a sound, a smell, the way the light falls on a wall, even, yes, a person. Whatever attracts you. Also notice what doesn't attract you. What your mind tells you isn't so interesting or to your taste. Ready to go? Don't worry about timing your wonder. I'll let you know when five minutes are up. I might even add a few prompts along the way. So that was just to whet your appetite. If you want to listen to the rest of this and the other guided audio tracks Street Wisdom offer, check out our show notes for a link to their website. If you've ever tried forest bathing, you'll see why we like these guys. Street Wisdom provides some great visual activities for noticing our environment. But there's no substitute for our fingertip sense of touch when it comes to really absorbing textures. So once you've spent time looking at patterns, have a go at using your fingertips to see whether those textures feel the way that they look. If you're in the park, is that bark as rough as you expected it to be? Is it rough but then perhaps you can find the occasional smooth spot or a bit that feels papery or spiky? Experiment with using your palm or the side of your hand to explore the texture. Does it feel different to before? If you'd like more of a guide to do this, you could check out our Forest Bathing Audio Guide, which is also part of the series. Kirsten's research found that listening to running water was one of the most powerful influences on heart rate. If you can find some water nearby, however small, have a go at cupping your ears forward and seeing how the water sounds. Maybe you can follow the water course and see how it sounds further upstream. If you don't have water nearby, there are plenty of river soundtracks online. Kirsten often listens to these while she's working. She says it keeps her calm and focused. Andy Shipley at Natural Inclusion, who was involved with the Western Burt Unseen Project, is a visually impaired facilitator who specialises in nature connection. Andy provides an amazing, free, sensory smorgasbord of ideas on his website, which he was inspired to create when the first lockdown happened. Check out what he has to say about natural silence. 
You can find it all at natural-inclusion.org. So we've covered vision, touch and listening, but a much neglected sense is our sense of smell. Smell is one of our oldest senses and it can take us straight back into memories. Many of our park bathers recall childhood camping holidays when they smelt the torn leaves or broken twigs and soil. To remind him of home on his travels, John Muir, the famous Scottish-American naturalist and explorer, used to carry a matchbox stuffed with mosses, lichens, soil and pine needles. Perhaps there's a green space which means something to you, where you could forage for some fallen objects and soil and create your own nature matchbox. Remember to take repeated sniffs, the way your cat or dog might, to really get the most of those smells. And here's another tip from Andy. My One of my favourite exercises is scent trailing, and that's just being in nature, and then when you pick up a scent fragrance on the breeze, it's just trying to trail it to its source and it's something i probably wouldn't recommend if you can't see doing on your own but if you're with someone it can ensure that you don't fall down a hole or you know step into a river or end up in a thorn bush i just really recommend it because it's just really satisfying when you can locate the plant or the, the source of the scent finally we come to taste we talked in our senses episode about the japanese tea ceremonies I love the way this ceremony can be adapted to give you a calm, mindful moment to really appreciate your tea break. So when you take your next tea break, notice how the cup feels in your hands and how the steam feels as it rises to your face. Notice the smell of the tea and then finally the taste. We hope these tips and ideas give you some inspiration to get outdoors and explore your neighbourhood, your park, on whatever green space you have nearby, in new, exciting ways. See you next time for an episode dedicated to the different ways children and families interact with nature. Do share this episode if you find it useful and connect with us on social media. And of course, we would love a review. Bye for now.